Part Two of Alcestis by Euripides, translated by Gilbert Murray. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. As the song ceases, the doors are thrown open, and Admetus comes before them. A great funeral procession is seen moving out. Most gentle citizens, our dead is here made ready, and these used to bear the bier uplifted to the grave mound and the urn. Now, seeing she goes forth never to return, bid her your last farewell as mourners may. The procession moves forward past him. Nay, Lord, thy father, walking old and gray, and followers bearing burial gifts and brave gods, which men call the comforts of the grave. Interferes with followers bearing robes and gifts. I come in sorrow for thy sorrow, son. A faithful wife indeed thou hast lost, and one who ruled her heart. But how so hard they be, we needs must bear these griefs. Some gifts for thee are here. Yes, take them, let them go beneath the sod. We both must honour her in death, seeing she hath died, my son, that thou mayest live, nor I be childless. Ay, she would not give my soul to a sad old age mourning for thee. Methinks she hath made all women's life to be a nobler thing by one great woman's deed. Thou saviour of my son, thou staff in need to our wrecked age, farewell. May some good life be thine still in the grave. Ah, oh, tis a wife like this man needs, else let him stay unwed. The old man has not noticed Admetus's gathering indignation. I called not thee to burial of my dead, nor count thy presence here a welcome thing. My wife shall wear no robe that thou canst bring, nor needs thy help in aught. There was a day we craved thy love, when I was on my way deathward, thy love, which bade thee stand aside and watch, grey-bearded, while a young man died. And now wilt mourn for her? Thy fatherhood? Thou wast no true begetter of my blood, nor she my mother who dares call me child. Oh, she was barren ever. She beguiled thy folly with some bastard of a thrall. Here is my proof. This hour hath shown me all thou art, and now I am no more thy son. For God, among all cowards, can scarce be one like thee, so gray, so near the boundary of mortal life, thou wouldst not, durst not, die to save thy son. Thou hast suffered her to do thine office, her, no kin to me nor you, yet more than kin. Henceforth she hath all the part of mother, yea, and father in my heart. And what a glory had been thine that day, dying to save thy son, when, either way, thy time must needs be brief. Thy life has had abundances of the things that make men glad, a crown that came to thee in youth, a son to do thee worship and maintain thy throne. Not like a childless king, whose folk and lands lie helpless, to be torn by strangers' hands. Wilt say I failed in duty to thine age, for that thou hast let me die, not so. Most sage, most pious I was, to mother and to thee, 
and thus ye have paid me well i counsel ye lose no more time get quick another son to foster thy last years to lay thee on the bier when dead and wrap thee in thy pall i will not bury thee i am for all the care that thou hast shown me dead if i have found another true to save me at the bound of life and death that other's child am i that other's fostering friend until i die how falsely do these old men pray for death cursing their weight of years their weary breath when death comes close there is not one that dares to die age is forgot and all its cares o oh, peace enough of sorrow in our path is strewn thou son stir not thy father's wrath my son whom seekest thou some lydian thrall or phrygian bought with cash to affright withal by cursing i am a thessalian free my father a born chief of thessaly and thou most insolent yet think not so to fling thy loud lewd words at me and go i got thee to succeed me in my hall i have fed thee clad thee but i have no call to die for thee not in our family not in all greece doth law bid fathers die to save their sons thy road of life is thine none others to rejoice at or repine all that was owed to thee by us is paid my throne is thine my broad lands shall be made thine as i had them from my father say how have i wronged thee what have i kept away not died for thee i ask not thee to die thou lovest this light shall i not love it i tis age on age there in the dark and here my sunlit time is short but dear but dear thou hast fought hard enough thou drawest breath even now long past thy portioned hour of death by murdering her and blamest my faint heart coward who has let a woman play thy part and die to save her pretty soldier ay a good plan surely thou needst never die thou canst find alway somewhere some fond wife to die for thee but prithee make not strife with other friends who will not save thee so be silent loving thine own life and know all men love theirs taunt others and thou too shalt hear much that is bitter and is true too much of wrath before too much hath run after old man cease to revile thy son speak on i have spoken if my truth of tongue gives pain to thee why didst thou do me wrong wrong to have died for thee were far more wrong how can an old life weigh against a young man hath but one not two lives to his use oh live on live and grow more old than zeus because none wrongs thee thou must curse thy sire i bless him is not life his one desire this dead methinks is lying in thy place a proof old traitor of thy cowardliness died she through me that thou wilt hardly say o oh god mayst thou but feel the need of me some day go forward woo more wives that more may die as thou wouldst not thine is the infamy this light of heaven is sweet and sweet again 
Thou heart is foul, a thing unmeet for men. Thou laughst not yet across the old man's tomb. Dishonored shall thou die when death shall come. Once dead, I shall not care what tales are told. Great gods, so lost to honor and so old. She was not lost to honor. She was blind. Go, leave me with my dead, out from my mind. I go, bury the woman thou hast slain. Her kinsman may yet come to thee with plain question. Acastus hath small place in good men if he care not for his sister's blood. Theres goes off with his attendants. Admetus calls after him as he goes. Be gone, be gone, thou and thy bitter mate, be old and childless. Ye have earned your fate while your son lives. For never shall ye be from henceforth under the same roof with me. Must I send heralds in a trumpet's call to abjure thy blood? Fear not, I will send them all. Pheres is now out of sight. Admetus drops his defiance and seems like a broken man. But we, our sorrow is upon us. Come with me, and let us bear her to the tomb. Ah me, farewell, farewell unfalteringly brave. Farewell. Thou generous heart and true, may Pluto give thee welcome due, and Hermes love thee in the grave. Whate'er of blessed life there be, for high souls in the darkness flown, be thine forever, and a throne beside the crowned Persephone. The funeral procession has formed and moves slowly out, followed by Admetus and the chorus. The stage is left empty, till a side door of the castle opens, and there comes out a servant, angry and almost in tears. Full many a stranger, and from many a land, hath lodged in this castle and my hand. Serve them, but never has there passed this way a scurvier ruffian than our guest today. He saw my master's grief, but all the more, he knew he must come and shoulders through the door and after think you he would mannerly take what was said before him no not he if on this day of trouble we left out some small thing he must have it with a shout up in both hands our wart of ivy wood he raised and drank the dark grapes burning blood strong and untempered till the fire was red within him then put the myrtle round his head and wrote some noisy song, so had we there, discordant music, he without a care. For all this affliction of Admetus' halls, sang on, and listening one could hear the thralls. In the long gallery weeping for the dead, we let him see no tears our master made. That order that the stranger must know, so here I wait in her own house and do service to some black thief some men of prey and she has gone has gone for ever away i never followed her nor lifted high my hand to bless her never said good-bye i loved her like my mother so did all the slaves she never let his anger fall too hard she shaved us alway and this wild beast comes in our sorrow when we need him least during the last few lines, 
Heracles has entered, unperceived by the servant. He has evidently bathed and changed his garments, and drunk his fill, and is now reveling, a garland of flowers on his head. He frightens the servant a little from time to time, during the following speech. Friend, why so solemn and so cranky-eyed? Tis not a henchman's office to show pride to his betters. He should smile and make good cheer. There comes a guest, thy lord's old comrade here, and thou art all knitted eyebrows, scowls, and head bent because somebody forsooth is dead. Come close, I mean to make thee wiser. The servant reluctantly comes close. So, dost comprehend things mortal, how they grow? I suppose not, how could he? Look this way. Death is a debt all mortal men must pay. Ay, there is no man living who can say if life will last him yet a single day. On to the dark drives fortune, and no force can rest her secret nor put back her course. I have told thee, now I have taught thee. After this, eat, drink, make thyself merry. Count the bliss of the one passing hour thine own. The rest is fortune's, and give honor chiefliest to our lady Cypris, giver of all joys to man. Tis a sweet goddess. Otherwise, let all these questions sleep, and just obey my counsel. Thou believest all I say? I hope so. Let this stupid grieving be. Rise up above thy troubles, and with me drink in a cloud of blossoms. By my soul, I vow the sweet plash music of the bowl will break thy glumness, loose thee from the frown within. Let mortal man keep to his own mortality, and not expect too much. To all your solemn dogs and other such scowlers, I tell thee truth, no more nor less. Life is not life, but just unhappiness. He offers the wine-bowl to the servant, who avoids it. We know all this, but now our fortunes be, not such as ask for mirth or revelry. A woman dead of no one's kin, why grieve so much? thy master and thy mistress live live man has to heard nothing of our woe yes thy lord told me all i need to know he is too kind to his guests more kind than wise must i go starved because some stranger dies some stranger yes a stranger verily is this some real grief he hath hid from me go drink man leave us to our master's woes sounds not like a stranger yet god knows how should thy reveling hurt if that were all hath mine own friend so wronged me in his hall though came at an hour when none was free to accept thee we were mourning thou canst see our hair black robes who is it that is dead alcestis the king's wife what hast thou said alcestis and ye feasted me withal he held it shame to turn thee from his hall shame and when such a wondrous wife was gone oh all has gone all lost not she alone i knew i felt it when i saw his tears and face and shorn hair but he won mine ears with talk of the strange woman and her right of burial so in mine own heart's despite I crossed his threshold and sat drinking, he and I, old friends, in his calamity, drank and 
sang songs and reveled my head hot with wine and flowers and thou to tell me not when all the house lay filled with sorrow thou where lies the tomb where shall i find her now close by the straight lad is a road the tall white marble showed from the castle wall o heart o hand great doings have ye done of old up now and show them what a son took life that hour when she of tyrant's sod electron's daughter mingled with her god i needs must save this woman from the shore of death and set her in her house once more repaying admetus love this death this black and winged lord of corpses i will track home i shall surely find him by the grave a-hungered lapping the hot blood they gave in sacrifice and ambush then one spring one grip these arms shall be a brazen ring with no escape no rest howe'er he whine and curse his mauled ribs till the queen is mine or if he escape me if he come not there to seek the blood of offering i will fare down to the houses without light and bring to her we name not and her nameless king strong prayers until they yield to me and send alcestis home to life and to my friend who gave me shelter drove me not away in his great grief but hid his evil day like a brave man because he loved me well is one in all this land more hospitable one in all greece i swear no man shall say he hath cast his love upon a churl away he goes forth just as he is in the direction of the grave the servant watches a moment and goes back into the hall the stage is empty then admetus and the chorus return alas bitter the homeward way bitter to seek a widowed house ah me where should i fly or stay be dumb or speak would i could cease to be despair despair my mother bore me under an evil star i envy them that are perished my heart is there it dwells in the sunless houses afar afar i take no joy in looking upon the light no joy in the feel of the earth beneath my tread the slayer hath taken his hostage the lord of the dead holdeth me sworn to taste no more delight he throws himself on the ground in despair each member of the chorus speaks his line severally as he passes admetus who is heard sobbing at the end of each line advance advance till the house shall give thee cover thou hast borne heavy things and meet for lamentation thou hast passed hast passed through the deepest of the river yet no help comes to the sad and silent nation and the face of thy beloved it shall meet thee never never ye wrench by wounds asunder where is grief like mine whose wife is dead my wife whom would i ne'er had wed nor loved nor held my house with her blessed are they who dare to dwell unloved of woman tis but one heart that they bleed with and alone can bear their one life's burden well no young shall wither at their side no bridal room be swept by death ay better man should draw his breath for ever without child or bride tis fate tis, tis fate she, she is, strong, is strong and none, none shall, shall break, break her, her. 
No end, no end. Wilt thou lay to lamentations? Endure and be still. Thy lamenting will not wake her. There be many before thee who had suffered and had patience. Though the face of sorrow changeth, yet her hand is on all nations. The garb of tears, the mourners cry, then the long ache when tears are past. Oh, why didst hinder me to cast this body to the dust and die, with her, the faithful and the brave? Then not one lonely soul had fled, but two great lovers, proudly dead, through the deep waters of the grave. A friend I knew, in whose house died a son, worthy of bitter rue, his only one. His head sank, yet he bare stilly his weight of care, though grey was in his hair and life nigh done. Ye shapes that front me, wall and gate, how shall I enter in and dwell among ye, with all fortune's spell dischanted? I, the change is great. That day I strode with bridal song, through lifted brands of pelican pine, a hand beloved lay in mine, and loud behind a reveling throng exalted me and her, the dead. They called us young, high-hearted, told how princes were our sires of old, and how we loved, and we must wed. For those high songs, lo, men that moan, and raiment black where once was white, who guide me homeward in the night, on that waste bed to lie alone. It breaks, like strife, thy long peace, where no pain had entered. Yet is life, sweet life, not slain, a wife dead, a dear chair empty. Is that so rare? Men live without despair whose loves are ta'en. Behold, I count my wife's fate happier, though all gainsay me, than mine own. To her comes no more pain for ever. She hath rest and peace from all toil, and her name is blessed. But I am one who hath no right to stay alive on earth, one that hath lost his way in fate, and strays in dreams of life long past. Friends, I have learned my lesson at the last. I have my life. Here stands my house. But now, how dare I enter in? Or, entered, how go forth again? Go forth when none is there to give me a parting word, and I to her. Where shall I turn for refuge? There within? The desert that remains where she hath been will drive me forth. The bed, the empty seat she sat in, nay, the floor beneath my feet unswept, the children crying at my knee for mother, and the very thralls will be in sobs for the dear mistress that is lost. That is my home. If I go forth, a host of feasts and bridal dances, gatherings gay of women, will be there to fright me away to loneliness. Mine eyes will never bear the sight. They were her friends, they played with her. And always, always, men who hate my name will murmur, This is he who lives in shame because he dared not die. He gave instead the woman whom he loved, and so is fled from death. He counts himself a man withal, and seeing his parents died not at his call, he hates them, when he himself he dared not die. Such mocking beside all my pain shall I endure. What profit was it to live on, friend, with my grief kept and mine honor gone? 
I have sojourned in the Muses' land, have wandered with the wandering star, seeking for strength, and in my hand held all philosophies that are. Yet nothing could I hear nor see stronger than that which needs must be. No Orphic rune, no Thracian scroll hath magic to avert the morrow. No healing all those medicines brave Apollo to the Asclepiad gave, pale herbs of comfort in the bowl of man's wide sorrow. She hath no temple, she alone, nor image where a man may kneel. No blood upon her altar stone, crying shall make her hear nor feel. I know thy greatness. Come not great beyond my dreams, O power of fate. I, Zeus himself, shall not unclose his purpose, save by thy discerning. The chain of iron, the Scythian sword, it yields and shivers at thy word. Thy heart is as the rock, and knows no ruth nor turning. They turn to Admetus. Her hand hath caught thee. Yea, the keeping of iron fingers grip thee round. Be still, be still. Thy noise of weeping shall raise no lost one from the ground. Nay, even the sons of God are parted at last from joy and pine in death. O dear on earth when all did love her, O dearer lost beyond recover, Of women all the bravest hearted Hath pressed thy lips and breathed thy breath. Let not the earth that lies upon her Be deemed a grave-mound of the dead. Let honour, as the gods have honour, be hers, Till men shall bow the head, And strangers climbing up from the city, Her slanting path, shall muse and say this woman died to save her lover and liveth blessed the stars above her hail holy one and grant thy pity so pass the wondering words away but see it is alcimia's son once more my lord king cometh striding to thy door enter heracles his dress is as in the last scene but shows signs of a struggle. Behind come two attendants, guiding between them a veiled woman, who seems like one asleep or unconscious. The woman remains in the background, while Heracles comes forward. Thou art my friend, Admetus. Therefore bold and plain I tell my story, and withhold no secret hurt. Was I not worthy, friend, to stand beside thee? Yea, and to the end be proven in sorrow if I was true to thee? And thou didst tell me not a word while she lay dead within. But bid me feast, as though naught but the draping of some stranger's woe was on thee. So I garlanded my brow and poured the gods' drink-offering, and but now filled thy death-stricken house with wine and song. Thou hast done me wrong, my brother, a great wrong thou hast done me, but I will not add more pain in thine affliction. Why I am here again, returning, thou must hear. I pray thee, 
take and keep yon woman from me till i make my homeward way from thrace when i have ta'en those four steeds and their bloody master slain and if which heaven avert i ne'er should see hellas again i leave her here to be an handmaid in thy house no labour small was it that brought her to my hand at all i fell upon a contest certain kings had set for all mankind sore buffetings and meat for strong men where i staked my life and won this woman for the easier strife black steeds were prizes herds of kine were cast for heavier issues fists and wrestling last this woman lest my work should all seem done for naught i needs must keep what i have won so prithee take her in no theft but true toil won her some day thou mayst thank me too twas in no scorn no bitterness to thee i hid my wife's death and my misery methought it was but added pain on pain if thou shouldst leave me and roam again forth seeking another's roof and for my own sorrow i was content to weep alone but for this damsel if it may be so i pray thee lord let some man not in woe like mine take her thou hast in thessaly abundant friends twould wake sad thoughts in me how could i have this damsel in my sight and keep mine eyes dry prince why wilt thou smite the smitten griefs enough are on my head where in my castle could so young a maid be lodged her veil and raiment show her young here in the man's hall i should fear some wrong tis not so easy prince to keep controlled my young men and thy charge i fain would hold sacred if not wouldst have me keep her in the woman's chambers where my dead hath been how could i lay this woman where my bride once lay it were dishonour double died these streets would curse the man who so betrayed the wife who saved him for some younger maid the dead itself i needs must worship her and keep her will during the last few lines admetus has been looking at the veiled woman and though he does not consciously recognize her feels a strange emotion overmastering him he draws back ay i must walk with care o woman whosoever thou art thou hast the shape of my alcestis thou art cast in mould like hers o take her from mine eyes in god's name Heracles signs to the attendants to take Alcestis away again. She stays veiled and unnoticing in the background. I was fallen, and in this wise thou wilt make me deeper fall. Meseems, meseems, there in her face the loved one of my dreams looked forth. My heart is made a turbid thing, craving I know not what, and my tears spring unbidden. Grief I knew twould be but i'll fire a grief i never knew till now thy fate i praise not yet what gifts soe'er god giveth man must steel himself and bear heracles drawing admetus on would god i had the power mid all this might of arm to break the dungeons of the night and free thy wife and make thee glad again where is such power i know thy heart were fain but so tis writ the dead shall never rise chafe not the curb then suffer and be wise easier to give such counsel than to keep who will be happier shouldst thou always weep why none yet some blind longing draws me on tis natural thou didst love her that is gone tis that hath wrecked 
O oh, more than wrecked my life! Tis certain, thou hast lost a faithful wife. Till life itself is dead, and wearies me. The pain is yet young, time will soften thee. The veiled woman begins dimly, as though in a dream, to hear the words spoken. Time? Yes, if time be death. Nay, wait, and some woman, some new desire of love will come. Peace? How canst thou? Shame on thee! Thou wilt stay unwed forever? Lonely, day and night? No other bride in these void arms shall lie. What profit will thy dead wife gain thereby? Honor, which finds her wheresoe'er she lies. Most honorable in thee, but scarcely wise. God, curse me if I betray her in her tomb. Ah, so be it. And this good damsel, thou wilt take her home? No, in the name of Zeus thy father, no! I swear, tis not well to reject her so. T'would tear my heart to accept her. Grant me, friend, this one boon. It may help thee in the end. Woe's me! Would God thou hast never won those victories! Thou sharest both the victory and the prize. Thou art generous, but now let her go. Oh, she shall, if go she must. Look first, and judge withal. He takes the veil off Alcestis. She must, and thou... Forgive me. Friend, there is a secret reason why I pray for this. I grant thy boon, then, though it likes me ill. T'will like thee later. Now, but do my will. Take her. Find her some lodging in my hall. I will not yield this maid to any thrall. Take her thyself, and lead her in. I stand beside her. Take her. Lead her to thy hand. He brings the woman close to Admetus, who looks determinedly away. She reaches out her arms. I touch her not. Let her go in. I am loath to trust her save to thy pledged hand and oath. Lord, this is violence. Wrong! Reach forth thy hand and touch this comer from a distant land. Admetus, holding out his hand without looking. Like Perseus, when he touched the gorgon. There! Thou hast touched her? Admetus, at last, taking her hand. Touched her? Yes. Heracles, a hand on the shoulder of each. Then cling to her, and say if thou hast found a guest of grace in God's son, Heracles. Look in her face. Look, is she like? Admetus looks and stands amazed. Oh, ye gods! What meaneth this? A marvel beyond dreams. The face, tis she, mine, verily mine. Or doth God mock at me, and blast my vision with some mad surmise? Not so, this is thy wife before thine eyes. Beware, the dead have phantoms that they send. Nay, no ghost-raiser hast thou made thy friend. My wife? She whom I buried? I deceive thee not, nor wonder thou canst scarce believe. And dare I touch her, greet her, as mine own wife living? Greet her, thy desire is one. Admetus, approaching with awe. Beloved eyes, beloved form, O oh, thou gone beyond hope, I have thee, I hold thee now. Thou hast her, may no god begrudge your joy. Admetus, turning to Heracles. O oh, lordly conqueror, child of Zeus on high, be blessed, and may he, thy sire above, save thee, as thou alone hast saved my love. He kneels to Heracles, who raises him. But how, how didst thou win her to the light? 
I fought for life, with him I needs must fight. With death thou hast fought? But where? Among his dead I lay, and sprang and gripped him as he fled. Admetus, in an awed whisper, looking toward Alcestis. Why standeth she so still? No sound, no word. She hath dwelt with death. Her voice may not be heard, ere to the lords of them below she pay due cleansing, and awake on the third day. To the attendants. So, guide her home. They lead Alcestis to the doorway. And thou, king, for the rest of time be true. Be righteous to thy guest as he would have thee be. But now farewell. My task yet lies before me, and the spell that binds me to my master. Forth I fare. Stay with us this one day. Stay but to share the feast upon our hearth. The feasting day shall surely come. Now I must needs away. Heracles departs. Farewell, all victory attend thy name and safe homecoming. Lo, I make proclaim to the four nations and all Thessaly, a wondrous happiness hath come to be. Therefore pray, dance, give offerings, and make full your altars in the life-blood of the bull. For me, my heart is changed, my life shall mend henceforth, for surely fortune is a friend. He goes with Alcestis into the house. There be many shapes of mystery, and many things God brings to be, past hope or fear, and the end men looked for cometh not. And a path is there where no man thought. So hath it fallen here. End of part two. End of Alcestis by Euripides. Translated by Gilbert Murray.